Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. You're back for another episode. Today, I'm super excited to talk about the toughest sale, the toughest sale you will ever make in your entire business, in your entire career. We're talking all about that in today's uh, short but impactful episode. So grab your paper, grab your pen. We are about to begin, my friend. So when I first started in sales, if you haven't listened to that story, go back and listen um, because it may be, it may sound very familiar to you because if you're anything like I was, I never wanted to have a career in sales. In fact, even right now, sometimes the idea of having to sell just doesn't feel right. And so that's very much why I believe and I teach that selling is serving because when people have a problem, a problem that is deeply painful and that is preventing them from doing the thing that they desperately want to achieve or accomplish in their life, their business, their career, their wealth, their health, whatever is the area that you help them with, then you are the knight or queen in shining armor, so to speak, where you're coming in with your offer, your solution, and you're providing them an opportunity to get help, to get help. And so that's why it's so important that you understand the impact that you have in the world. Now, when I first started my sales career, number one, I never wanted to be in sales simply for this very reason. I felt like being a salesperson meant that in order to accomplish my goals, to be able to sell, I had to push, 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 and I had to cram these things down people's throats. Now, if you have ever been in a transaction where things don't feel very good, right? When you're trying to buy something and that person's just not listening to you, they're not really uh, helping you to figure out what is the best option for you? They're not asking you impactful questions. And so as a result, you just feel like a walking dollar bill. Am I right? Have you ever felt this way? Am I the only one? And I know that when I grew up, especially as the daughter of immigrants, uh, a girl who was painfully shy, I often got ignored even when I was the one paying for stuff in the stores. And as a result, it gave me a really, really bad taste of what it was like to be in sales and more importantly what it was like to be on the receiving end of bad sales and as a result I never wanted to be in any type of sales role ever in my life even though I know and I knew back then that I would be making a heck of a lot more money had I just taken a sales job anywhere anywhere in my life uh, whether that I it was my very first uh, job which side note I was a gymnastics coach as my very first paying job uh, I'd love to hear from you. What was your first uh, job, your paying job? Because um, I'm really curious about that. It dropped me a note to the podcast page. But that being um, said, I, I ran away from every single job that had sales in the title or in the description, <laughs> even though I could see very clearly that the hourly rate or the pay or the commission structure would pay me way more than 
sitting with my safe and secure uh, customer service jobs because it felt really good to serve people. It felt really good to be helpful and it felt really good to be able to give people what they wanted and what they were looking for. And until I had this, this switch that happened, which happened years later, really like almost a whole decade later, when I finally realized that in order for me to be successful in selling, that I had to look at selling as serving. Now, here's the thing. The toughest thing that I had to do, the toughest sale that I had to make was actually not to a customer, not to somebody who was going to, to um, you know, negotiate to the teeth on my prices or the packages that I was offering or even the actual offer. It was, it was me. I was the toughest sale because until I got in my mind that selling was serving and that selling was actually a good thing to, to do and that selling is something that you do for people and not at people or to people, then nothing would have clicked, right? And so here's what I want you to understand. If right now you're listening to me and you've been a loyal listener and you are still struggling, I want you to do a little bit of a gut check, right? I want you to right now sit down and on a scale of one to 10, evaluate have you sold yourself on you? I'm going to say that again. Have you sold yourself on you? Meaning on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that what you are doing and what you are selling is truly life-changing? And if you believe that it is, that it is a 10 out of 10, then why aren't you shouting from the rooftops? Why aren't you leaving no stone unturned to ensure that the person and the people, because there's probably more than one person that needs what it is that you have to offer, is, is not left, is not left alone, simply because you're too scared to communicate in a way that feels good for you. I hope that as a listener of this podcast that you're um, getting some tips and strategies and tactical things that are actually going to help you and have helped you to move the needle forward in your business. But I realized as I went back and looked at all the different episodes that I've already done so far that I've missed this very critical piece, which is that if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in your products, if you don't believe in your services, if you don't believe that the things that you are offering change the world and change the life of your potential customers, then you really have no business selling. And until that moment happens, until just like me, you have that aha and that epiphany where the skies are parting and you go, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I've been allowing myself to feel this way about how I serve people and about how I bring my offer, my solution to the world. You are going to continue to struggle no matter how many strategies or how many different ways that I give you to be able to help you to sell better. And so today, this is this is really short and sweet, right? I really wanted to have a bit of a heart to heart because I believe in you. And I believe that the work that you do is extremely important now more than ever. And I believe that if you are going to allow your inexperience and your beliefs and possibly your fears about what other people are going to think about you selling and asking for money and wanting to ch charge bigger, better rates, that it means something about you. And here's the thing, it doesn't. 
It doesn't, right? These are the stories that are keeping you stuck and allowing you to not put your, your gifts out in the world that are allowing you to not help more people and not serve more people. And so I really want to encourage you today to think, what do you need to hear? What do you need to understand? And what do you need to be able to do in order to have more confidence about your abilities to serve the people that are waiting for you? What would it take for you to be relentless and ruthless in a way to kind of scour the earth to find the person that is desperately waiting for you? So the analogy that I'm going to leave you with, uh, because I love it, I use this a lot. So if, if you've heard this before, bear with me because I believe it re bears repeating, right? What I want you to think about is that your potential customer, the one that needs you the most, the one's suffering, because here's the thing, people are suffering. They're at varying degrees of where they are with the pain point that they have that you solve. You're looking ideally for the people that are suffering, that have had that moment of epiphany where they go, oh my gosh, this is no longer okay and I've had enough and I need to make a change and they're desperately looking for you. And so if we think about this person who has that pain point, has this problem as someone who is uh, perhaps uh, um, they are suffering from cancer, they don't know this yet, but they know that they don't feel good, right? They know that they don't feel good. They are sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. They are constantly going to the doctor and they finally have been able to go and get a referral and their doctor has realized, oh my goodness, there's something really wrong. I'm going to send you to the oncologist, right? The cancer specialist. You are the cancer specialist. Now imagine if that person had not been able to find you. Imagine. What would happen for somebody who is suffering from cancer, who does not allow themselves to get treatment and, and on the flip side, that you're just not available, right? That you are not making yourself available because you're sitting in your office all by yourself, wondering whether or not your gift and your ability to, to serve people, to solve cancer is actually good enough. And imagine if that was happening right now for that person who is suffering from cancer. They potentially could, I mean, this is going to sound extreme, but in some cases, it's a life or death situation, right? And I know right now you're rolling your eyes and you're going, well, Susan, the thing that I help people with isn't, isn't going to change lives to that extent. It's not a life or death situation. But what I want you to consider is that perhaps for that person, it feels like that. It feels like that, right? And I know, I know for me, because if you had told me gosh, uh, five short years ago, before I had my breakdown, that right now I would be uh, running my own business, that I would be helping uh, thousands of people who are struggling to sell themselves as experts, as coaches and consultants, as thought leaders and as speakers and authors, I would laugh at you because at the time, I didn't consider myself to be suffering. I didn't think that my life was bad. In fact, my life looked pretty good from the outside, and yet I was deeply unfulfilled and deeply unsatisfied. And if somebody had, had given me a lifeline, if somebody had actually reached out and had expressed themselves in a way that resonated with me, to give me permission to breathe, to live the life that I wanted, to say it's okay to walk away from a life that looks perfect on the outside, but that you are deeply unhappy with on the inside and that it is affecting your health. 
It is affecting your well-being. It is affecting your loved ones. If somebody had told me that and given me a bit of a shake uh, five years ago, maybe I wouldn't have needed to suffer for so long. And I want you to think about someone like me on the other end who is desperately waiting for you, right? We all have someone like me or like you. We have somebody who is waiting for us. And if the only thing standing in our way is us, is the fact that you haven't sold yourself on you, I want to ask you today, what are you waiting for? What is it going to take? What else do you need to believe or hear or understand? And if right now it's just a matter of confidence, well, the good news, my friend, is that confidence is something that you already have. You simply just need to be able to tap into an area where you're already confident and simply transfer it or look at the clues of how you were able to gain that confidence and be able to start learning that now in the avenue of whether it's sales, because hey, that's why you're here, right? Or something else related to your business. Um, and so I want you right now to really think through what areas in your life, in your business, are you extremely confident in? Where could you take the things that have allowed you to feel that confidence, right? Because when you evaluate, okay, where am I really confident? I'm really confident for me personally in, uh, in cooking. It's happened because I was able to learn it with my mom and my grandma when I was really little. And as a result, when I first started, I didn't really realize that I didn't know how to cook. I just started with small things, helping them, getting them with uh, you know prepared uh, meals and doing some of the chopping and the cooking and the, the washing. And gradually over time, as my skill level got better, as I learned more, I was able to do more and my confidence kept growing and growing such to the point now where I don't need a recipe to cook. And as a result, I am really confident if somebody comes over for dinner that I'm going to be able to cook them something that is half decent, that's not going to taste terrible and is not going to kill them or send them to the hospital. Thank goodness, right? But that happened over time and that there was a certain set of things that happened that allowed me to gain that confidence. So what I want you to do today is if you're struggling because you're thinking, well, that's easy for you to say, Susan, because you've been doing this for 20 years. Yes, I have, right? But the thing is that sales is a learnable skill. If I learned it, so can you. And just like anything else that you've done in your life that you have gained confidence around, you can be more confident in how you sell. What I want you to do is look at how you gain confidence. What are the things that you're already confident in? And how have you been able to to improve your confidence? Has it been time? Has it been practice? Has it been specific things that have helped you to do that? And how can you apply that now to the learning of, of sales? Okay, so I hope this short episode was super helpful for you because I don't want you to struggle anymore. I don't want you sitting on the sidelines and I certainly don't want you selling yourself short simply because you haven't taken the time to really identify whether or not you're sold on yourself. And again, just like we started off this episode, the toughest sale for any situation, for any offer, for any price point is always going to be you. And so anytime that you're struggling, I want you to do a gut check and I want you to see where you're not as confident as you'd like to be, where you're not as strong in your skills and where you lack the belief that you actually can do this 
and see how you can improve. So I hope this was helpful. I'd love to hear from you what your biggest takeaway is. Go ahead and drop me a line over at my podcast page. Um, the link will be in the show notes below. And if you want to know exactly the steps that I took in order to be able to create my first six figures in my business, even though I struggled, I struggled really hard for quite a while before I finally figured out that what I did in my corporate career could be applied directly into my new online business with zero contacts, zero connections, and zero audience, I want you to go ahead and grab my free resource to you, which is my six-figure in six-month blueprint. The link will be below in the show notes as well. And um, we will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much, and we'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.